the series fundamental on health. Uh, and thanks for spending uh, the holiday or beginning of a holiday with me here. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, just kind of seems like there's some uh, new people, so welcome. Uh, for those people who don't know me, uh, my name is Masajati. I've had two near-death experiences. So I see life from a very different perspective, a higher level perspective. Uh, and by higher, uh, it's not an ego place uh, or anything. Uh, it's just a base level perspective that I see. And so what that means is that, you know, at the lower levels, what we have is we have a lot of answers um, to, you know, our problems, <clears throat> but then there's always an exception to the rule. So right there, it tells you that, well, if there's always an exception to the rule, then you're not at the higher, uh, at a higher, if you jumped up to the next level, there'd be less and less exceptions to the rule. Um, so, uh, so to, cl- to clarify again, um, where I work at or at the level that I work at, uh, you would have well, only one answer uh, to whatever solution. And that's what it is. And I call that body of knowledge uh, exponential intelligence. Uh, I didn't create the body of knowledge. It's been around since uh, the beginning of time or even perhaps before it. Um, <clears throat> and at that level, if you can get to the core level of your issues, whether it's uh, relationships or money or in this case health uh, we're gonna I'm gonna be talking about say the deeper levels on why people have diseases or issues with their health okay? so just to clarify again the body of knowledge that I work on for the new individuals is that is that the base level or what I call your source code your source code level is say your blueprint on how your life has been created for you not necessarily by you because a lot of times, and this goes into the health challenges that we face, a lot of times the, the coding that you're running or the program that you're running or say the life that you're living is really um, <clears throat> is really uh, not yours. It has never been yours. And, uh, and I see you know tens of thousands of people all across the world. Uh, and when I see them, you know, their life, about 90% is been passed down by hereditary. Uh, just like the way you get your skin color, your eye color, and so on. You would get some of the other health issues for you as well, right? And then we think, well, that's just old age. Uh, the way we, the way we're going to get a heart attack just because mom and dad did. Again, not your, not your pattern or not your uh, choice. And then we start to think, well, we don't have any choices when it comes to situations like that. Uh, but in fact, we do. There's tons of people with the work that I've done. Uh, they get a choice on how they age. Uh, and many of these individuals, uh, they get so far removed from the choices that have they've been brought upon them, not condoned on them, uh, because everything is a choice. Uh, about our life, but when we created this life, we weren't quite awakened enough to say have free choice or free will. So we just adopted, basically, uh, we just adopted what you know our parents or our lineage had. Right? So I'll have what mom's having, 
Uh, and that's not just what your mom has, but just think she got it from her, from her parents. Parents got it from you know, their parents and so on and so on and so on. So could you imagine over time, over what hundreds and hundreds of generations, uh, however long your family's been around, um, since the beginning of time, obviously, um, <clears throat> we are, we are the latest update of our family lineage. So we bring about all the burdens and then all the blessings as well of our family heritage. Okay? Again, most of us don't know how to die properly. And I, dis- I don't know if I discussed it uh, in another uh, abuse series podcast, so you're welcome to join that. Uh, but I'm sure it's in a podcast somewhere. I'm not exactly sure which one. Uh, but it tells you on how we – it was on the last one, the parenting one, abuse series. Uh, I was saying how we should – the proper way to die and then the proper way to come back to life or get born. Uh, we don't do that well. So over time, we hold on to a lot of information or DNA um, imprint, blueprint. And that's not us. That keeps distorting us. Uh, and hence, that's why many forms of um, uh, of disease or illnesses that we have is some form of abuse because we're off the mark. We're not at our you know pure self. In fact, we're not at ourself at all because we have adopted many of those distortions uh, from our dhamma. Um, <clears throat> so the name of this talk is Turning Abuse into uh, Homeopathic Medicine. So what that's about, ho- uh, homeopathy is also known as homeopathic medicine, is a medical system that was developed in Germany more than 200 years ago. Uh, it's based on two unconventional theories. Like cures, like. So what that means is that uh, the notion that a disease can be cured by a substance that produces similar symptoms in healthy people. A lot of our vaccines and uh, and so on. If you're allergic to something, they give you smaller doses, and then your health, uh, your healthy immune system uh, creates a barrier against them. Uh, so that's very similar to that. Um, and then law of minimum dose. The notion here is that the lower the dose of the medication, uh, the greater its effectiveness. So many homeopathic products are, are so diluted that no molecule of the original substance remains. It's really just the frequencies that remain. So in the case of abuse, how can we turn uh, abuse into a homeopathic medicine? Right? So using abuse to cure abuse. Basically, how does it work? Specific steps and any dosage instructions. That's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a deep breath in. And again, as I speak, I'll always be working on you. And the reason why we did these free calls is, and many of you, who signed up for the abuse series? And, I, uh, and uh, again, the abuse series on it starts on uh, January the ninth, so you still have time uh, to sign up if we're not full. But the reason why I did these abuse series is because of my abilities; they've gotten quite powerful um, from what people have told me. And then they go through some 
really deep detox. Yep. Now, <clears throat> I bring this up because um, because of the health issues that people might have. So as you know, you start to let go of those patterns of ill health. Sometimes we our health gets uh, you know a bit worse. So just be mindful of that as we let go of that. Okay? As a note, I'm not a doctor in any way. I'm not a psychologist or any you know uh, health nutritionist or anything like that. Uh, I don't I don't claim to cure you in any way. However, just like any other modality that you use, whether it's Western medicine, prayer, you know, energy medicines, uh, if you're healing. Uh, your own healing capacity uh, is not awakened, uh, nothing will work for you. Um, and that's what I do. I awaken your own internal healing abilities. So once that is awoken, um, well, miracles happen. This is where people have cured themselves of of, uh, of disease, of cancers from the work that I do. Uh, and then there's other people as well. Uh, you might have heard of Ania Morjani. For example, uh, she had she was dying of cancer, uh, and then she had a near death, uh, and <clears throat> and then she awoken, and then in a very short time, uh, her cancer was reversed. So why does that happen? Uh, now she might say she was carrying on the burdens of other people, family, and so on like that, and and I would agree with her. But just reading her, you know, in reality, she's a great creator. She's a fantastic creator. She can materialize things. Okay? It's one of the inherent gifts uh, in her family. There's other people who can materialize uh, in her family as well. Uh, however, you know, if you're running, say, patterns of fear, extreme fear in this case, so their family runs from patterns of fear. So as a child, she's always seeing fear. So she thinks, well, that's the way life is. It's always should be in fear. So as a child, going okay, uh, I adopt that pattern now. But we didn't have, we didn't clear it out as a child. Our parents weren't wise enough uh, to go. You know what? This is the wrong pattern. You shouldn't be running it. Although we we're running it, you shouldn't be. You know, most parents don't do that. Uh, so what happens is that now she goes, well, this is the way life is. Life should be full of fear. So she'd be scared of pretty much everything. Plus, she would carry the burdens of other people as well. Because fear creates fear, just like cures create cures. So then what happens is that she's really afraid of uh, cancer, getting cancer. Well, since she's a great materializer, right, she can, she can manifest things. Well, what happens? She gets cancer. So that's that's when I read her. What are, what are uh, what are, I don't know if you've read her books or anything like that, but uh, just scanning her, that's the reason why uh, she got cancer. So as she she had that uh, that near death experience, well, it awakened her to the point, saying, "Hey, I don't need to run this fear anymore." And then she releases that fear. Well, everything entangled with that fear, including cancer disappears as well. Uh, I, I give you that example of that story because there are so many people who have helped, say, awaken to that point where a lot of their fear is released, their cancers or other issues 
health issues that the doctors say can never be curable. Um, you know, you've got X number of weeks or months to live, so on, and they're still here. So that's how powerful the mind is, and that's why we call it, say, homeopathic. Now, the homeopathic, we're not going to use remedies or um, you know substances or anything like that. We're going to use the frequency-wise. So we're going to learn from the distortions of our family lineage because you can't erase you know the distortions of the family. Uh, it's happened. It's part of your DNA. However, you can change your DNA. And that's what we're going to do here by changing not what happened in your family history. Again, that's written in time. Uh, however, you can change the meaning or the interpretation on how uh, your spirit or your DNA reads those instructions. And and I'm going to go through the basis on how, again, that turns into some form of abuse. Uh, but then it prepares you uh, as you take uh, the actual uh, abuse series on how uh, coming up January 9th. If you have any questions, by the way, not, uh, please don't say, you know, Moss, can you scam me or anything like that? Uh, but questions on health and abuse. Okay. Comment. So you'd have to be on a computer or that link that we sent to you. Comment in. We'll filter. We're not going to answer all the questions, uh, but we'll have my team filter uh, the questions uh, and <clears throat> I'll explain them at the end for you. Okay. So we have the mind body connection. Clinically clinically verified and acknowledged by both uh, Eastern and Western medical authorities. Uh, the mind-body connection, abuse, emotional wounds, uh, and distortions, equal physical disease. But let's go a little deeper, because that's a normal paradigm. We all agree, uh, and it's getting more and more prevalent, as uh, as uh, as technology or medicine say, uh, goes into a higher or higher gear in itself, that there's more to it than just you know giving somebody medications or surgery. Because even that, you know, somebody goes through surgery, and I've had people go through, for example, uh, this lady, she had um, actually 15 head, neck, head, neck uh, injuries, uh, and out of those 15. Uh, she had about um, seven, eight, almost double-digit surgeries associated with that. Why does that happen? Okay. So it goes. This goes beyond, say, the mind, uh, the mind-body connection. There's that missing component that would be your spirit. So, and this is where I step in. So, yes, there is a mind-body connection, but where is that mind? Where is your mind getting the instructions or the details? Of that, for example, let me just give you a quick uh, scenario. Uh, think of your thoughts right now. Just notice some of the thoughts that might be coming up for you. So, where do you think that's coming from? Uh, unfortunately, most of medicine today they think that 
everything that happens to you is encased within your body. Your reality is encased within your mind. Your mind is the sole creator. And that's an issue with medicine that we're not going to get into. Uh, but it doesn't work now. There's an underlying frequency. So if you look at the flow, say, of your thoughts that come through throughout the day, where do you think those flow of thoughts come through? Why do you think positive people have positive thoughts? Do they just think positive? And then why do you think negative people have negative thoughts popping up? Are they just thinking negative? Because we've all tried it, right? Uh, a thought comes in, and we try to change it into a positive thought. Or we could try to control that thought. But how well does that work for you? So in this scenario, I wish I had a whiteboard uh, to show you um, as a diagram. Uh, we'd get it really quick. Uh, but I'll try to explain it as best I can. So in this scenario... That well of where your thoughts say come from, well up into your uh, into your conscious mind. So as that thought comes up, that aspect of it is already created for you. That's the mind aspect. The effects of that thought is your body aspect. What I do is go one step deeper. Because that thought, once it's created, it's already created. It's already created the frequency that resonates within you before you even get your thoughts about it. Okay. And this has been proven as well. Uh, in fact, there have been scientific uh, instruments uh, that tell you exactly what you're going to think uh, a few milliseconds before you even think of it. So how does that happen? Where does that happen? So that thought has already created frequencies. Now there's subliminal thoughts that come out for you as well. These are just the conscious thoughts that I'm talking about. Subliminal thoughts are the same way. These are the underlying patterns or frequencies that just naturally flow through you or flow into you or become of this world because right, they're springing forth from you from somewhere, uh, and then they dominate your reality. So the mind-body connection, the mind would be the flourishing of those thoughts where it comes into, say, a consciousness, and then the body connection, again, the after effects of that thought. So the key, and I'll say it again just to make sure that I'm clear, is that to control that thought, say you have a negative thought pop up, and then you control it. It's already created for you. The frequencies have been already created for you. That's why you're creating that thought. Something, Something at a deeper level had to manifest the neurons and whatever else is needed off your memory and the billions of uh, whatever actions that your brain takes. Again, it's a miraculous machine uh, to sprout out those thoughts. It's already created. You're seeing the after effect. It's like a light switch. You see the light and you want that light 
they turn back off. Or, and this is a, a great example, I guess. So, so the light switch. Nobody knows what that light switch is. But science, uh, what today's uh, thoughts process is uh, about the mind-body connection is the after effect. So you have a light switch. It's turned on, but you want it off. So in science, the mind is the light. Uh, the after effect is the photons coming off that light that you want, didn't want to turn on. Who turned on the light switch? Nobody answers, uh, nobody can answer that question. And this is, uh, again, the, the space uh, that I, I delve into. Why is that light switch being turned on? If we can work at that level, you'll see, like many of you have, that uh, your thoughts are just cleaner. You don't have to filter them out. You don't have to force yourself. In fact, many people try to do that. They force themselves right, to think positively or have a good day. But you see, it just creates more tension. Because those thoughts you know, are created, whether they're emotional values or uh, actual physical issues that we have. So what we do here, especially in the uh, upcoming abuse years, uh, we go way beyond the sub-levels uh, of uh, the mind-body connection. We're going to give some examples, and I'll give you what I've seen in the clients that I've worked on. Okay? So health challenges as a result of abuse. For example, uh, obesity. So let's take a look at ob obesity. There's a lot of people who have like yo-yo diets. Um, they would they would have a diet uh, and then they're good for a while, but then you know they bounce back up to their actual weight. Why would that be? Now there's lots of reasons why. I'll just give you some of them, uh, and this might cover just scanning the group. So those people who are uh, abused, uh, ob uh, obese, and then abusing themselves. One, they use it for protection. They in a previous lifetime, I'm just scanning somebody so um, out of the group. Uh, in a previous lifetime, they've been say abused sexually over and over and over again. So in this lifetime whoever this is, um, yeah, in this lifetime, sex is always abusive for you. But to stop you right, being attracted to that, uh, what do you do? You become overweight, not attracted to yourself. And then no matter what you do at a physical level, you diet, you eat the proper foods, whatever it might be, you cannot lose that weight. And if you do, it'll come back even worse for you the next time around. So do you see how that becomes abusive for you? There's other reasons why people want to put on weight. Some of you, as I see, uh, you have more than two frequencies running in you. So, for example, um, this happens quite a bit as well. Um, this is where, you know, you have your frequency or your spirit. Somebody else dies around you. And again, another person that I'm reading. Uh, around your teenagers. Uh, a good friend of you died. 
They were always attached to you, although you might have not liked them, always attached to you. They die or commit suicide or depressed, so on. Or they might die. It seems like they, you know, you guys separated, but they died a few years later. You were the closest thing that they had. They wrapped around you, although you might have not seen them a few years. So now you've, ever since then, you've had, you know, weight problems. And some people go, well, it's just hormonal because I was teenagers. But a lot of depression happens during the teenagers, and people do commit suicide. In fact, uh, these past uh, few years, suicide has been the fastest, I mean, uh, the fastest growth on how people die. One of the fastest, by the way. So where do all those people go? Since they've committed suicide, obviously not awakened. They stay in the lower realms, and they usually would attach on to somebody, like in this case. Hence, now you have two frequencies. You basically are eating for two. Uh, and then there's other emotional values as well, there, uh, from what I'm seeing. Uh, you can't make up your mind. Again, two different mindsets, mind frames. Uh, in one mind, for example, if she, this other person takes over, she takes over, you might something in, like something in blue, for example. But then when you come in, it's like, gosh, that's not my favorite color. You know, I like uh, orange or orange, red, whatever that color is in between. Uh, I wish I, you know, you guys could raise your hand uh, as we go through this. Maybe we can. Um, so I'm going to drop your hands. Okay. Uh, so if it resonates with you, uh, just hit start to okay, on some of these examples that we go through. Let's see where was I. Some of these other examples. So do you see how those things start to turn abusive on you? And then we call them diseases. And then sometimes we take, say, you know, weight loss medications or supplements and so on. Uh, it just makes it worse. Uh, compulsive disorder. Uh, obsessive OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. So in many cases, uh, OCD, what do we do? We're out of time. We get disconnected from time, which is an abuse in itself right there. And if you're disconnected from time, what happens is that well, you're always afraid, you're always antsy. So that gets really abusive to you and others around you. So we can learn from that. What happens is, obsessive compulsive is that, uh, and I know you guys wouldn't know what those synchro motors are, so forget that example. Uh, for example, uh, an electromagnet. An electronic magnet. So you turn on the switch, okay? uh, and it creates a magnetic field. You turn off the switch, the magnetic field stops. Okay? So you turn on the field, this this motor. Uh, it creates a magnetic field, and it attracts something to you. And then you turn it off, and then it pushes it away. So what does that have to do with OCD? Well, this is how people who operate in and out of time. What happens is that for those, and this is why it's obsessive compulsive, they go back and forth. And I see many of these people uh, on, the, on, the, on the call, actually. So, I don't know, about 10, 12. 
so that for you, and raise your hand if this is correct for you, basically you get out of time. Either time is like forward for you or time is backwards for you. So when it's forward for you, you're always rushing, your heartbeat, your heartbeat is, is, is running fast and so on. It's like you never can catch up, you're late or the other way, right? You can't catch up no matter what you do. Uh, you can't be on time, you can't catch up, you finish things late, you're late, uh, you hand things in late, like your taxes or whatever it might be, right? No matter what you've done to prepare, something happens that you, again, send your taxes in late. So so what happens is that you pull, you do something, like abuse yourself at some level, or you might, extreme OCD, you might cut yourself or, again, damage yourself or get into arguments with other people. That puts you in a time. You get into the moment. It feels good. That's why you're in that argument. That's why it, the argument does not make sense to you. But why does it feel so good to you? Because you're in time. It's not about the argument. And people who argue with you, you know, what the hell is this? What the hell are we arguing about? It's not about argument. You just want to get pull yourself back into time. It's like somebody who's drowning. They'll grasp at anything to save them, whether it's a straw, you know, a piece of wood floating by, another person. Right? They feel safe until they feel like drowning again. So it's just like that switch. Um, they get back into time. They turn off the switch. It gets turned off. They're calm. And then all of a sudden, that switch either pushes them forward or pulls them back in time or another reality. And then they're off again. And then they get, again, obsessive. This is where they have to be, um, everything has to be like perfect. Because the reason why everything has to be perfect, this is where, you know, the, um, what was it? The chairs, the airplane seats in the back, you know, where they have the tray table and that thing has to be perfectly aligned, right? Perfectly centered. If it's off just by a smidge, it bothers the hell out of them because it's, it's, they feel if it's not perfect, they're not in time. And that's why there's people like this. They're so detailed. They have to be detailed because the more detailed you are, the more in time you are. And I, that's why I always say, notice the details and then start noticing the details of the details and so on and so on. It's not because I want you to be an OCD, but once you start to notice it and you're not OCD, what happens is that you can latch on time, and then that's where your trueness comes through. But OCD people, they try to latch on time, and they keep slipping away. Yeah. So uh, that was a little off. Uh, there's 13 people. I said about 10 of them. So, so that would be you. So the reason why... So. Uh, again, on the B series, and I'm going to drop your hands. You guys, I'm, I'm, um, uh, the reason why that happens is for some reason, and we're going to cover that in the B series uh, coming up uh, next year, is we'll put you and lock you into time. Okay? For some reason, you got disconnected for time. There's a plethora of reasons on uh, why that could be, So, and we're not going to get into that. Uh, the next example, let's see, cancer. And this is where that um, crazy lady 
she attacks me because uh, I call it honorable suicide. So she thinks that she she takes it out of out of context for her. And I go, I promote suicide because I go, it's honorable suicide. Uh, but no, I'm not saying that at all. So what happens? Okay, uh, and raise your hands. Um, you some of you might not have it, but you've known people who have done this and caused uh, created cancer, and then um, died from it. Okay, so uh, again, for those people, raise your raise your hands. As I go through these symptoms. So why would I call it an honorable suicide? Say that you hate your life, and I'll just read a couple people. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Yeah, eight, nine. Um, so out of those, out of that eight. So basically, what happens is that you or you see, you know, whoever you might be thinking of, they hate their life so badly, but you just don't know what to do. You don't know how to get out of the situation that you're in. You might be in a, in a bad relationship. Just think of it. You're in a bad relationship. You don't know what the hell to do. You know, you can't get out. You can't. You don't have enough, uh, say, confidence or whatever else it takes for you to go, you know, I'm out here. For some reason, you're trapped. You feel trapped. That's one of the symptoms. You just don't know what to do. God, I wish anything could happen to me to end this. And then what do you do? You create some kind of cancer or some other disease that's terminal. Or a quick accident. Happens all the time. You hate your spouse, your life. Or say you're on whoever was on drugs and now they are out of time. Uh, and they can't just seem to latch on to anything, so they can't create abundance, although they might have had abundance in the past. So then what happens is uh, you find an honorable way of disconnecting. Because we can't even, say, get ourselves to commit suicide because we're that, we feel that helpless. And again, I'm not pointing out that it's your fault or anything like that, or that you have no guts or anything like that. It's just Again, we seem like there's nothing that we're just we're just like in a pit and we can't get out. Although in the medical community or even psychology community, right, body mind, uh, they would think <clears throat> they would think, well, yeah, they're you know, emotionally stressed and so on like that. Yes, that comes from, but the deeper layer is that wishing. You guys are such great manifestors, but you just don't know how to. Turn that manifestation, like people who worry a lot, they worry about the wrong things. People who worry a lot, they're great manifestors. But again, they worry about the things uh, that are bad for them or negative for them. If you turn that around and worried about, what am I going to do with all this money that I have? What am I going to do with all the free time that I have? So on and so on. You would manifest the same thing and use the component of worry for benefit. But getting back to you know this honorable suicide, uh, we find an honorable way. It's like, well, what else could I do? Or what else could he have done? He could have had a great life. Right? It turns into a, 
Uh, it's a fantastic excuse, right? Uh, and again, I'm not blaming you, or, but it is a great reason. Could have had a wonderful life, but now he's, they've got cancer. So he can't, they can't go forward. Then the end. Tragically, it actually happened to my sister. I saw it so plain. Uh, such an abusive relationship uh, with her husband. She wanted to get out so bad she didn't know how to do it. Uh, and this was before you know my abilities came in, uh, or right in the beginning. And I could start, and I was starting to see patterns like, holy shit. And again, such a beautiful woman. So, so it was honorable. And there's a ton of people who have cancers. Just like Anita, I was saying, for example. Hers was not like she wanted to get out. It wasn't an honorable type suicide. Uh, but she created, she was a manifester. She's a worrier. That's why I gave that example. Uh, nine people. So, uh, we'll lower your hands again. Where were we? See, cancer, abuse, hatred, insomnia. Okay. Uh, miscarriages, infertility, unhealthy sex life, uh, overtly sexual or completely asexual. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Um, this happens to individuals whether men or women, okay? Uh, what happens is that, I'm just, uh, just read a couple people here. One, two, three. Seven, seven or so. Mm. So there's a wide range because we're talking about a couple, say sexual uh, type abuse, physical type abuse. So this is where sex becomes abusive to you. So you will attract partners will that abuse you during sex. And even if they're loving partners, the sex will feel abusive to you afterward because you will feel drained from it. Although the person's totally fine because you've attached that meaning of abuse to sex at some level, deep inside, not your mind, because this has happened way before. And a lot of times, you know, when I see uh, infertility type situations or, you know, loss of a child, whether um, whether it's a miscarriage or an abortion. If you look in your family history, your family tree, you would probably see that somehow somebody had lost a child. Uh, and in this group, in part of this group, uh, that I see if you go back, uh, I want to say five generations, uh, there is a family that lost their child, their children actually, uh, I think four or five kids uh, in a fire. So, so look at it. So five generations ago, and again, raise your hand through that one. Uh, five generations ago, you lose your young kids in a fire. That puts immense pain in your family. Your family does not get out of that pain of losing a child. So what's imprinted in your DNA? And your DNA is very imprintable. Uh, there's been tons of cases or studies about this. People who go, you know, who survive, say, the distortions of war. Uh, their downline elicit the same patterns of people who've been in war, although they're generations away from war. So same thing here. 
the same very similar pattern. So you've had, again, that pain of losing a child. What happens that in your DNA, in your spiritual DNA, we'll call it spiritual DNA. So it's your spiritual DNA and then your mind, which is run off your physical DNA and then, you know, the physical evidence. So that pain of losing a child, that's what's imprinted in you. So what are you going to do? You're going to have issues or miscarriages around losing a child or abortion or feeling, even if you did get pregnant, that child would not feel uh, good to you. It would be, say, the, um, the cause of burden or worry for you. Uh, infertility, uh, that's uh, a lot of that has to come with not knowing ourselves, not com- not completely, you know, being, say, the strong woman, strong female, especially the males, because uh, they've been so destroyed by women. And again, no offense, uh, ladies, if you know, if we don't have a strong backbone of being a woman, the men get so distorted. Uh, they start spinning out of control. They need a strong base. You women are very, very powerful. Unfortunately, uh, and I'm going to do a um, uh, podcast on this, about Tesla. He had a very special place uh, for women. But but, but women these days, they're lost. They're true control. Uh, we've had some conversations back and forth, uh, preparing for this interview. Uh, for for those of us, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I do these series called um, uh, Live Conversations with Dead People. Uh, it's one of my podcast series. Uh, I've done Steve Jobs and um, Stephen Hawkins. This next one, uh, Tesla. So he's come in and out, so we're preparing. So the biggest factor, again, for women, very disheartened, is he saw the true grandness and beauty of women, the strength of women, but then he's also son, and that's what I've seen as well. So we agree that uh, women have lost their values. They want to be like men. They want to they do what men do, uh, and then vice versa, because we're all equal opportunity, right? Uh, it destroys everybody. So again, you uh, women as a whole have lost their value system, which creates distortion in, in the men, uh, which is another case of infertility. Uh, and then also, the food system here, especially in the U.S., although we're the probably I don't even think that we're the richest nation anymore per capita. Uh, we've lost that title. We're not the healthiest. We're about the 34th or 40th healthiest nation. That's pretty sad for being one of the superpowers, right? Uh, because the food system is so bad. So there's a lot of infertility issues and so on. So you might go, well, it's because of the food system that then we're, uh, we're all unhealthy. Uh, no, it's we're unhealthy. We have distorted frequencies, uh, again, at our spiritual DNA. Hence, we would generate false foods or Systems that would help perpetuate the distortion of spiritual DNA. Because if we didn't, 
we would all be awakened to the fact that this food system, say, isn't that great. And we are. We're awakening more and more. And what are we doing? We're demanding healthier foods. And then what are we getting? Well, more and more healthier foods. Although people or the governments or, you know, um, Cargill or whoever, you know, trying to push it down uh, again. But uh, more and more healthy options are coming out for us. This is, again, as a society, we're awakening to that fact. So it's not necessarily all, you know, big corporate fault, although they have a big part to do with it. Um, uh, being asexual, lots of reasons for that as well. Uh, like I said before, men don't know who to be, how to be men, uh, and vice versa. So what do we do? We try to be nothing. Because we're so confused. It's like, how with it? I'm going to be neither. And then that's what you get. Uh, incompleteness. About 18 people off that. So we'll uh, lower your hands. Suicidal tendencies. Uh, we'll talk about that. suicidal tendencies, uh, addictions. Let's see. Suicide, I'm trying to group these because there's a lot of them. Uh, suicidal tendencies, addictions, and so on like that. So uh, depression, anxiety. There we go. So those three. And again, raise your hand. Um, so just on suicide, uh, again, there might be a lot more people, but I'm just going to focus. <sighs> yeah, there's a ton of people, let's just say. So suicidal depression anxiety so on so this what this is this is a severe abuse pattern because many of those families who run say depression depressive type patterns or abusive type patterns or suicidal type patterns or victim type pattern uh, basically their family structure is that well they're harvested uh, those families that run that pattern, if you look at your family, and again, I just say it just as it is, right? Uh, I mean it with love, but literally your family is grown just like humans would grow crops for harvesting, for, you know, like corn, sugar, wheat, whatever it might be. Uh, your family gets harvested for your spirit. So what happens to many of you, you know, just pick, say, the most severe so about 10 or so families, which is actually quite a bit. So what happens for you, right, is that is that you get to, and this is, yeah, on average, so in this subgroup. So what happens for you is that you get to a certain age, and then you guys die off. So again, young death, for whatever reason, either accidents uh, and it's usually a quick death or illness or something like that. So why does that pattern happen? Because you're at your prime. Spiritually, you're at your prime. So basically, the control sources, whoever controls you, and you'll know that, and you can confirm that something else controls you that is not of this realm. Yeah? 
uh, it's consciousness, uh, you know, the devil or whatever, however you want to define it, that's up to you. A curse, again, that's all up to you, your belief systems. But there's another source that controls you. You can confirm this by looking at your physical life here. Your life is not your own. You are controlled by circumstances, other people. Uh, you never get to run your own patterns or wishes. It's just a pattern from the other side or your spiritual DNA. So what happens for people uh, like this is that you get to your default spiritual age, which is at your prime of your spirit realm. And I'm not going to talk what default spiritual age is. Well, okay, I will. Let's see, uh, quickly. So the default spiritual age is that if you've ever had anybody die of, say, cancer and so on like that, right? Their body's mutilated, they die. And then those people, you know, within your families that go, oh, I saw, I saw mom or I saw whoever. And they were just a beautiful, they were beautiful. They, they didn't see, you know, whenever people see them and, you know, they die and, you know, they get awakened. Um, so an awakened, you know, cancer um, individual uh, that have crossed over. So those people who can see, say, the dead, do you notice that they're at a younger age? Or do you notice that people who can see the dead, do you notice that they're more vibrant? They're at a healthier age, uh, you know, a youthful age than the actual age that they died? That would be your default spiritual age. And this is, and I emphasize this because as people awaken with exponential intelligence or the work that I do, they start reverse aging back to their default spiritual age in physical form. They don't have to die to go back. But anyway, people who see dead people or talk to dead people, if they're awakened, they go back. So in this case, about 10 of you or so, you get to your default spiritual age, and then your life is not yours. Your spirit gets taken away. So at some level, your family is pretty much sold uh, themselves to the devil, if you want to call it that. Uh, I'll just make it simple. I'll just call it that. I'm sure that there's a scientific name for it, but most people, it's easier just to you know, communicate. It's not about the devil or anything like that, but we'll just say it is uh, just because it's easier to convey my message. Um, so addictions. Patterns, um, uh, addictions is another control source. Because if you're addicted to substances or whatever, abuse, sex, chocolate, uh, your life is not your own. Somebody else controls you, right? Whether it's, uh, again, a person or something else, you cannot control your life. So you're easier to control. Uh, this is a lot like you know, those, those young you know, those young women that get abducted. What do they do? Uh, they get abducted for the sex trafficking. But they put them on drugs, keep them on drugs, and they get sexually abused. It's sad, but it happens. And then, because if they were awakened, they'd always find ways to break free. Right? So it's just easier, again, to control those people, unfortunately. And, you know, uh, use them for sex. Same thing here, but they're not using you for sex. Uh, they're using you for uh, your spirit. So, so part of that is control. Um, and then suicidal tendencies. There's lots of reason for suicidal tendencies. Again, addictions actually are part of it. 
Um, because if you get too far overboard or if you start to awaken, basically what happens is that they'll push you into, say, suicide to disconnect. Because if you awaken, then your spirit is not theirs anymore. Okay? So that happens in those families a lot. Right? The family is smart enough that they know that there's a so-called say, curse on them. Right? Uh, people get to a point that you know the, your life, and I'm sure those people who who I'm talking about um, will resonate with this. It's like, gosh, I don't know what happened. Their life was getting so good. They were getting you know more awakened. They're really feeling the power of life. Uh, and then I don't know what happened. They committed suicide. Well, that's the reason why. Uh, other reasons of suicide is that, uh, again, other control sources for different reasons will push you into suicide. Uh, other reasons are you are out of time or disconnected from time. So you're you're on the brink of death. You're on that um, doorway of death or the curtain of death. On one side, you're alive, you know, life. On the other side, you're death. But you're always getting pushed into the death side. So over time, you know, when you're younger, what happens, and again, a family pattern, what happens is that, um, you know, you're on the, you can stay here physically and kind of get euphoric as you kind of just swish into that death space because it is euphoric. But then over, you know, over when you get, you know, life gets hard on you and so on like that, what do you do? You want to escape, right? So what do you do? It's easier to, no, oh, you know what? I'd rather not stay here anymore. It's easier not being connected to the world. So you get more and more and more and more disconnected. And then you go a little too far. And you go, oh, crap. I can't, I can't have, I can't muster enough energy to walk back onto the other side. You're You've gone too far past that line, and now and it's a slippery slope. Uh, so you just literally disconnect while your body's still in physical form. And then what happens? It has to produce the result because it's already happened. Somehow, you either die or commit suicide. Uh, there's there's lots of uh, there's, uh, other reasons. Some people who have done ayahuasca or drugs and so on like that, same thing. They get pulled into realities that are so far off their physical realm. And then obviously control sources can control you at that space because well, you're free floating. You're not in control. Somebody else is. Um, kind of like a kite you know, that gets the string cut out. Again, it's disconnected from... Of the anchor. So your wherever the wind blows, you blow. But what happens over time? Uh, you get blown far enough away that you can't recognize space time anymore, and you have to disconnect. So uh, you know a lot of um, suicide hotlines, psychology, those those type of. Th- those type of, they do great service and so on, but they don't go to the deeper level. They're just at the mind, uh, you know, the mind-body connection. They don't go to the spiritual DNA connection, unfortunately. Again, severe abuse on that one. Um, unfortunately, and this goes along with depression, that you're disconnected from time, space-time. Almost 100% of the suicide 
that I would say almost 100%, is that it's a space-time disconnect. You just go too far of a disconnect, and then you have to literally disconnect. Um, the reason why I say almost 100% because the other ones are, again, abusers or control sources that push you out of time. So you're not doing it. So I guess you can say 100% is the main, that, that main reason. Um, I was going to say, so this is where, this is where, uh, um, psychotic type drugs, uh, like, um, what is it? the depression, anxiety, and so on type of drugs that people take. What are the side effects? Suicide. Now, doctors can't explain why uh, a a medication that's supposed to benefit you, right, create happiness, is a side effect of suicide. Uh, The reason being is that you're depressed, you're out of time. Because if you're in the present moment, you're just happy no matter where you are in life. It's, again, I've proven it with tons of people. Um, you're out of time. Well, you take those drugs, they disconnect you from time even more. And then what happens? You need more drugs to pull you back for that bit. But then, again, since you don't have control, medication does, you get further and further and further away from space-time, and then you have to disconnect. So, uh, unfortunately, ADD, ADHD, and those type of situations that people have, uh, again, abuse-type patterns, uh, especially for kids, it's the worst thing. Uh, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but you know, you put your kids on that, they're out of time anyway. And I've helped a ton of kids. You know, and literally, kids are so easy to fix. Uh, I just put them back in time, and you know the parents. Well, their whole life changes. But the hair, parents' whole life changes as well. But ADD, ADHD, and so on. A good number of you, um, you know, was on that or Ritalin or whatever that they used to, you know, yeah, Ritalin time, yeah. So they would give you that, and now you have issues being disconnected from time, and you go in and out of time, and your life feels. Like you're hitting one side of the road, you know the the um, uh, the lane, and then you switch over to the another side, and you you know you get hit against the you know the the, the median thing, and then you get bounced back, you know the guardrails back and forth, back and forth. That's where you're like, that's why because you can't control them. So, uh, again, for young kids, is really caution yourselves, foods. You know, removing yourself or removing those kids of like sugars and so on. That's just like those antidepressants. They distort time for those kids and it gets worse. Hence hyperactivity. Uh, how much time do we get? Um, heart disease, blood pressure, um, panic attack. Uh, again, uh, another time distortion for us. So let's jump into some of the questions here, and then we might be running a little late. So if we need to go, uh, it's totally fine. Um, have a happy holiday if you need to go. Uh, this one is, hello, Masa. I'm a twin, and I was always sick from my childhood compared to my sister, 
who was healthier. I later grew up uh, having rheumatoid uh, heart, uh, yeah, rheumatoid heart, and I feel weak in my heart. Um, yeah. So, so why my twin did not get it? Um, because actually, from what I'm reading you, okay. And, I'm, and by the way, if I answer your question, I'm not diagnosing you or anything like that. I'm just telling you what I see. You, you do with whatever that you want. Okay. And I'll, and I'll end up working on you as well. Um, and then other people are similar because you are, you are actually triplets. So you're not a twin. You're triplets. Uh, the 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 third one that died. Um, the issues that they died that they didn't quite form their bone structure or again the chest structure as I see in you uh, they lay in your chest they say, again they're I don't know how it all works but uh, your bone structure seems off to me as well it seems a little softer um, from what I'm saying yeah so so you know we come from a single cell and then we keep dividing right and it turns into an amazing process, right? Bone structure, organs, and so on like that. So your bone and organs didn't quite say separate properly because, again, that third, that third, um, well, the triplet that died, they died of that because they couldn't separate or identify what was bone, what was heart. So now you have issues because they're living inside you. So, so they're... It, let's not say that's not fun, it's not scientific, but let's just say their template on why they died, because right? there has to be a cause of why they didn't live, right? That template that was malfunctioning now is, exists in you. So if you remove that, uh, there's a high chance that you uh, start becoming healthier. Uh, and I lost the questions. One second. This next one is right now. I have uh, got a cold, which happens a lot, uh, and there's a there's a choking in my throat. There it reminds me of my mother's. Yes, the overwhelming wish to have me die. Well, there you go. Uh, and her unsuccessful attempts to cut off my air supply. Yep, uh, this is very difficult and physically exhausting. Homeopathic medicine uh, it keeps reoccurring, no matter how determined I am to clean out. Must it continue as I'm aging? To the point where I don't have the strength to survive. So that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, you can you can stave off a lot, but these patterns get stronger and stronger, or we get weaker and weaker. It's actually both. Um, and then what happens? It overtakes you. So you know, yes, you might think you might think your mother was trying to choke you, but she was just actually running off a pattern of. Uh, I think in your previous lifetime, you literally were choked or hung to death. So you might have that sinking feeling or, you know, um, yeah, neck issues as well. Uh, the top part of your vertebrae in your neck. So you have to be really careful. Uh, and also, there's not that natural curve in your neck either from what I'm seeing. So, you know, sleeping with a roll towel or something underneath to start promoting you know, that curvature, and then also uh, in the abuse series, helping you get rid of that pattern. So, so no, you don't have to keep running that. So, um, oh, and before uh, I finish, um, th so your mother is just running the part of what you brought over from a previous lifetime. So, 
So did your mother do too? Yes. However, again, she is just fulfilling a part or a program that you were running even before this lifetime you came in. Uh, Hamas, I uh, have a lot of uh, issues with my health. Um, and it appears that I have always been uh, the sickest one in my family uh, when compared to my parents as siblings as a middle child. How does that work? Uh, when we consider abuse being related to the family lineage, why does it affect me more uh, if these programs are not mine? The program is that I brought through the lineage when I was born. So, uh, yeah, so... You know, when these patterns get written in us and then we uh, we operate, okay? um, it's not just, you know, we just inherit this. I mean, we do, but, you know, our spirit has to be awakened at some level. And sometimes, although we get these patterns initiated or hereditary patterns, but, but what happens is, you know, why do some siblings are healthier why, you know, and why I'm, I'm not? Because um, they're a little brighter or more, a little more awakened. Right? And I'm not cutting you down, but you're the one who always gets burned. You always gets um, put back. So in your family pattern, you would be uh, the trash compactor. Not the compactor, but the trash bin. So you would get thrown all the trash. So no matter what happens to your family, you would get burdened by it, even if it's not your issue. So once you're releasing that pattern, then mom, you would come back into, say, your normal space and you would awaken. Well, for months now, I have had digestive issues uh, in the past month. Uh, it's got to a chronic state throughout the whole uh, GI tract, as you said. No matter what I try, it doesn't get much better. Since I just linked to family patterns, especially fear, yes, uh, maybe you can help me, uh, please, yes. So with this, um, especially if you're doing the 21 days or something that you've done with me, sometimes, again, I caution people, it gets worse for you. Not because I'm, 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 uh, you know, I'm making it worse or what you're doing with me is making it worse. It's just that you're becoming more, let's see, you're separating your identity from your disease, and especially for this person who I'm reading. Uh, if you, if you, even like three, four months ago, from what I'm seeing, many of you can resonate with this, uh, and that's why I'm explaining. So, so for many of you, and for some of you, obviously, well, you know, a while longer, but but before you would identify with your disease or your issues or that abuse of. You know, that's now turned into a physical um, disease for you. But now what you're seeing, like in this case specifically, is that you see the disease, but it's not a part of you anymore. It's outside of you. It's something that you have. It's not something that you are. That makes sense. So as you separate from that, and this is why sometimes things get, say, worse before they get better, because you're actually seeing that's stuff that you're walking away from. Uh, just to give you a, an example. Say that you know you spilled coffee on your on your shirt or blouse, and you didn't know it was there. And people treated you differently. Right? 
Now, this has nothing to do with disease, but just to give you this example, uh, treat, people treat you differently and you wonder, you know, what the hell is going on? And then you finally you look in the mirror and you go, holy crap, how could I go through the whole day like this? It's so embarrassing. I can't. Now I understand why people were treating me the way they are. They're the same thing as you separate, as you see, again, what's yours and not yours. You go, holy crap. And then you start to see the disease and then again, it's like, gosh, it's a lot worse than what I thought. The good thing is that you're strong enough, right, to walk away. You're stronger now than ever. And that's why, although some of that is, it might be exasperated, um, you know, you're strong to, you're strong enough to see that separation, which is good. I mean, you'd have to be strong to separate. There we go. I must have had my right leg swollen for five years. I feel I was rejected. And abandoned, I don't know what to do. I'm always, uh, uh, I'm always fired wherever I do or go. I am all messed up. I'm all messed up now and lonely. Yes. Uh, I also see that you have patterns of diabetes, uh, and then patterns of abuse around diabetes, um, because you don't cherish yourself in any way. Uh, so what do you do? You would create diseases and so on that would make you feel less worthy or feel like you're missing out of life. So so that abuse pattern, uh, as you delete it, you go, hey, this is my body. Uh, I love my body. And you start taking care of it. Um, see, there's so many questions, guys. So does a spirit ever create disease to get attention? Oh, all the time from others. Yes. Uh, does a spirit ever create disease to get attention from others? If so, what is our spirit really wanting? Um, well, say for example, um, and sadly to say, I'll just reach somebody of that nature. And, and this is how it perpetuates. Okay? So. Say that your mother didn't want you. Started feeding you poisons and or whatever. And again, sad to say, somebody in this group has that. Um, or you know, like uh, was it um, lie or you know, like Drano, um, yeah, drain cleaner or something. You know, just a spoon, just to get you know sick. So what happens? It's beneficial for them because then while you're sick, they don't have to worry about you uh, and they don't like you anyway. So so that pattern, right? Say that, say you say that they die. And then that child is lost anyway. It doesn't really awaken. The child is lost. What happens is that child hangs out in that house. And because again, it's not awakened. So if somebody else moves in, befriends that child right? over time the new the new family that's living in there the younger children start to see that other kid they start playing around with it imaginary friends <coughs> not so imaginary well it's always one of the better life they start wrapping around that other kid the new kid they start getting ill and then they start taking over 
to whoever wrote that. That's part of your story. So, so do you guys see that there's an underlying factor? It's not just mind-body connection. There's a whole world. Just like, you know, we have the physical world, right? The physicist, you know, this is it. This is how the physical world works. And they created all these physics laws, mathematics, and so on like that. Uh, and then Einstein and some other people got into quantum physics, the deeper, you know, the smaller particles of how life works. It's like, holy shit, it's a whole new world here. None of the things that we thought here in the physical realm work in this uh, quantum realm. It's a whole different, um, you know, set of uh, set, um, set of laws. So, mind-body, it's only, it's only, I would say, less than 10% of the issue. The other 90% is, you know, doctors and so on aren't even acknowledging yet. Uh, GMOs are prevalent in the U.S. foods. Yes, that is not always easy to find organic items. Uh, can our spirit mind override and raise the vibration of our food so that, uh, yes. But you know, what happens is that it does better. does one thing better. As you awaken, you can do that. Uh, but again, most of us aren't awakened to do it effectively. Uh, but as you awaken, you naturally attract uh, better foods for you. And then when you, you know, focus on that or pray properly over your food, Yes, then it affects you better. So uh, it's better that way, right? You awaken, you detract things that are good for you, you detract things that aren't. Uh, if you have any addictive behaviors that uh, impact your health, uh, how do you reprogram your thoughts to stop these abusive behaviors? How do you turn off the light switch on the addiction? Uh, well, specifically for you and then many other people with addictions, is pulling you back into time. Once you're solid in time, you start to see what controls you. You start to see where those switches are, right? It's like going into a new house, right? It's like, where the hell are the switches for this and that and this? Um, so, and many of us or many of you who have addictions or can't control their life, you know, you've been, say, evicted out of your house. So what I do is pull you back into your house, and then you go around the house and go, oh, this switches for this, this switches for this, this switches for this. And then you see you use the switches that are beneficial for you, uh, and then you don't, or you cover up those switches that aren't needed anymore. Um, and by the way, you know, when I help people with addictions, and any of the B-series, depending on, you know, what your flavor of uh, abuse is, uh, will help you with addictions. Um, uh, on addictions, so when I help people with addictions, it's really interesting, and I wish somebody would study this, um, is that, you know, people, and this is the difference, this is the clear difference between, you know, what we do here, say, with health issues, than what, you know, the medical industry, and I'm not knocking down the medical industry, but again, there's better solutions out there. Right? I'm not saying the solutions that they're using now are wrong. I'm just saying that, well, it's probably a higher level solution as we awaken, right? Or understand it more. Uh, as we end. So, um, so the way we're going to handle 
you know, the abuse series and part of this programming is that how to turn abuse into homeopathic medicine. Well, you turn it around, you step outside of the issue that you have, you step outside, again, moving away from the forest to see the trees properly. So you start to see the patterns, the deeper patterns of why you're having the disease. You're not looking at the disease. You're starting to see patterns in the disease. As you step back, as you see those patterns, well, that's half the cure right there. So that's how we turn, uh, uh, you know, homeopathic uh, spiritually, turning that around. Uh, so we see the disease uh, as a way to cure. So our abuse uh, recovery intensive. Uh, how does how does that help you your physical diseases? Well, like I said, a lot of the reasons why you have physical issues is like what I explained earlier. Is well, there's abuse patterns that run in your family that dictate that you have to be off the mark at some level. Off the mark is not being your true self or in the present time, right? Like nature. Nature is always abundant. So pulling you back into time. So the abuse series will pull you back so we can, again, help you release those patterns that you're seeing. And even now, a good number of you are seeing a lot of those patterns going, oh, gosh, now I get why I'm always this way or that way, right? And then you go beyond, like, well, mom had it. Well, now I see why mom had it. So we, and that's another huge thing like that, that example uh, with the suffocation, right, with mom. Again, you, you know, because when you start to, like, push blame, it's like, oh, because of her. Well, now you see the deeper patterns. And then, well, you disconnect the blame on her. And then the forgiveness actually happens. And then the two of you can actually get close. Okay. I don't. Sounds strange this time. You, know, you don't have to believe me until it happens. Um, not a medical doctor, uh, as a way. As a note, uh, our programs are not meant to be a replacement uh, for medical remedies. Okay. Always check with your doctor uh, or check your own intuition uh, and do accordingly. Um, any form uh, of reproduction uh, or you know, redistribution in this free call. Um, is is prohibited because people will take it out of context. Right? If you want to use any bit of this, you would have to have uh, written consent from us. Right, guys? Um, I think we covered it all. So the big uh, the big thing is, guys, have a great, fantastic holiday. Even now, even on this call, uh, I think a lot of you are going to start to see as you go back to your families, you're going to start to see some of the patterns. Um, uh, you're going to start to see some of the patterns that you're running, whether it's emotional, physical, or any uh, sort of distortion that you're going to see. So it's a great opportunity to see the patterns that you're running and then go, I don't want that one. I don't want that one. I don't that one. But many of you who have been with me, uh, those who are new, this is what you look and look forward to. You know, Many of you who are with me, you'll go back to your families and it's like, wow, now I understand why my life is the way it is, and I don't want this, 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 uh, and then you can walk away from it. 
Uh, one last question. It's a good one. Uh, is illness ever a tool used to awaken you uh, by your spirit? Or is it getting ill only about excuses on the result of detox? Uh, or the result of detox? Um, well, about excuses, again, it's as a result. So let's not use excuse. Uh, let's use it as a result. Although some people do create illness as an excuse not to participate in life but it's worked for them before, or it allows them to get away from being who they truly are. For example, say you had an abusive mom or disciplined mom. She wanted to, you know, treat you. She wanted you to be a certain way. What do you do? You create an illness. Oh, I'm ill. I'm sick. And, you know, she doesn't abuse you. Right? Um, she lets you get away. So you use illness to cover up. Um, it works for many. Uh, illness uh, is it a form of detox so as a note guys detox is not does not have anything to do with I what I do although many people do go through detox with the program that I do and so let me just explain so detox is a form of separation separating your your pure self from the garbage that you brought about so it's a deep cleansing. It's like a spray washer. Sometimes, or a lot of times, it hurts because that garbage that you've brought about, you know, from lineage, again, as I discussed earlier, hundreds uh, of generations back, look at all the garbage that you've accumulated that's now entangled in you. It's like a tattoo. It's tattooed deep in you, not just like skin level. For many of you, it's like down to the, you know, to deep down into the organs. So as you start to release all those toxins, uh, your life is not going to feel that great. So if you were clean, say for example, so people who are cleaner, they have less detox. They have less to let go. But if you are clean, there would be no form of detox. So so this was just to give you another example. um, Exponential intelligence is what I do. It's basically meant for... Say those individuals who are, you know, they're like those prime athletes. They're ready to go. They want to get stronger, you know, faster. Uh, You know, it's like, okay, what can I push my limit to? Uh, However, most people aren't like those athletes. We're normal human beings. So we have a lot of baggage that we have to let go, like excess weight, disease, all that stuff. And again, the pain of getting you in shape. That's and then from there on, once you get into that what I call superhuman type, uh, you're good to go. You don't have detox. So again, detox is not part of my program. Uh, it's as a result uh, of misuse on your programs. Okay. So is this ever a tool to awaken you? Um, uh, I. Yes and no. Uh, the reason why I say yes is that any experience that you have, good or bad, is always a tool or an opportunity for you to awaken. Um, the reason why I say no is that spirit doesn't usually call, uh, you would summon up abuse, uh, summon up illness for you to awaken the result of something else. Yeah. 
Okay, guys, um, went a little over time. Thanks for being on the call, guys. Again, have a fantastic holiday uh, for those people doing the 21 days. I think we're skipping um, Christmas, and then we'll resume, we'll finalize. The next 21 days starts on on the 4th of January. A lot of good things in between. We're going to have the uh, 3 a.m. midnight uh, meditation on New Year's, which is going to be fantastic, um, significant success. There's plenty of other things going on um, through this week as well. So take a look at the website, uh, and then better yet, sign on to Instagram, because we're going to be, next year, we're going to be doing a lot of, um, Instagram and Facebook, a lot of Facebook Live or you know whatever Instagram uh, feed that they have that's live. All right, guys? Uh, take care. Notice what you notice, as always, and then start noticing uh, the details of what you notice.